Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. Hey guys, how are we? JD here, late in the studio. We finally finished up Super Wild Card Weekend. It was an absolute pleasure. It started on Saturday the 14th, and the Niners gave it to the Seahawks pretty good. Uh, won the game 41-23. Uh, Seahawks led at the break, but man, was that second half dominated by the San Francisco 49ers. I wanted to talk about Brock Purdy not making mistakes, continuing to win games. Uh, the young quarterback out of Iowa State has been the story 23 years of age, does just enough to win games. We know what holds down the Niners is their defense and their running ability with Christian McCaffrey, the biggest trade of the NFL season this year, getting him from Carolina. I mean, the Niners are truly ready. They're ready for the moment. They're ready to do damage in this postseason. I mean, Debo, six receptions, 133 yards and a score. McCaffrey, over 100 yards rushing, only on 15 carries. A lot to be said there. And the Niner D, as I just mentioned, showed up when it mattered most. And uh, Geno Smith had a good season, a good game. I'm very happy for Geno. He is the starter now in Seattle. He proved he can win games, get them here. Geno won a big game in Week 18 to get him to the playoffs, and the Lions helped them out to solidify it. But they went against a powerhouse, a team with a lot more talent than they have. And the Niners really showed up. And Brock Purdy, you have something to be proud of, young man. Jaguars, Chargers, I'm sorry, Aust. My cousin went up to Jacksonville to see his Chargers, a diehard Charger fan. And this happens to him. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars come from 27 down to defeat the LA Chargers, which is absolutely unbelievable. If you told me that Trevor Lawrence would throw four interceptions and still win the game, I'd tell you, you are bananas. You're bugging. But the LA Chargers, I mean, it was the tale of two halves. They only scored three in the second half. Chargers really messed this thing up. And Cameron Dicker missed a big field goal down the stretch in this ball game, but Jags were able to score, stop, score, stop, do it over and over again. I mean, to be down 27-0 in this ball game, and they were able to get seven on the board right before half, but coming out with Trevor throwing three touchdowns in the second half, absolutely remarkable. We know how I feel about Justin Herbert, but Brandon Staley, the head coach, dumb and reckless play calling. Man, if Brandon Staley has a job going into this next season, I would be shocked. We have to blame it on Brandon Staley. It starts with the man at the top, Adam Shefty and Rex Ryan. Had really good points talking about this ball game and that this one came down to coaching. You know, not only three and outs. Jags were able to get the ball with a lot of time. Uh, Chargers didn't do a good job mixing pass and run in the second half. I truly believe so. And for Jacksonville to absolutely have everybody in North Florida going nuts, 
Man, the Jags advance, and they advance in comeback fashion. This was one of the greatest playoff comebacks we've ever seen in the history of this league. And Jacksonville, I was saying to my buddies and my uncles, if the Jags have five, six wins this year, that's a win for them on the season. They went 9-8 and eight and won a playoff game against a really good Charger team, and they move on. Trevor Lawrence has a lot to be proud of. Football is a long game. A tale of two halves, a tale of two Trevors, truly Saturday night. But all the wins count the same in the end, and the Jacksonville Jaguars advance to next week. The Buffalo Bills only win by three against the Miami Dolphins. Man, Josh, two picks. He fumbled, lost a fumble. He fumbled again. Bills recovered, so he got lucky. But Skylar Thompson, uh, he had a pretty good game, having a tough time getting plays off, a lot of delay of games, false starts. He threw the football 45 times, but threw two INTs. And just because the Bills outmatch the Miami Dolphins, Skylar can't turn the football over at all in order for them to win this ball game. For a second, I thought the Dolphins really had a chance. Um, but we know a tight game favors the Buffalo Bills. Josh must play better next week. I truly mean that. Stefan Diggs had a big game. Miami was able to limit the running game for Buffalo, which was truly impressive. The Bills rely so much on Josh, man. He threw it 39 times for 352 yards, three tutties. He's a real, real good player, but I feel like it all goes through Josh. Uh, even QB draws, he's running, he's taking on linebackers. He's sitting in the pocket, he's throwing, he's rolling, he's throwing. Josh does a whole lot. I almost don't even blame him for some of the turnovers because the ball's in his hands so much. But uh, Josh has to clean that up going into next week. How about the New York football Giants? Shout out Big Blue, my team, Giant Nation, going on the road in Minneapolis and beating the Minnesota Vikings. And I, what I loved in this ball game is when the Giants took the lead, they never lost the lead again. That's truly amazing. I know Minnesota was able to tie it up in the fourth, but guess what? Giants responded again. To win this game by seven is unbelievable. And I want to talk about Daniel Jones. And yes, he's the Giants franchise guy. He's the quarterback of the future. I'm so damn proud of the kid out of Duke. He threw the ball 35 times, threw for 301 yards and two tutties. He also led the team in rushing, which is big time. Also getting Isaiah Hodgins, a 24-year-old out of Oregon State. Receiver for us, over 100 yards on a game. And one tutty, a lot to be proud of. Kirk Cousins, we know he chokes late in games, especially games that matter and games of the degree of difficulty of this one. But the New York Giants really played well and they showed what they're truly made of. The Giants D is pretty good too, guys. And a lot to be said about that. We relied on Daniel Jones. Brian Dayball, guys, the reason why he's coach of the year, in my opinion, he changed Daniel Jones. He's made him confident, taught him how to throw it away. He has better feel in the pocket. He takes off when needed, but not too often. Uh, a lot to be said about this culture going on in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Man, the New York Giants played really, really good football Sunday. And shout out all my buddies who love this giant win. It was absolutely terrific. We relied on Daniel Jones to win this game, and he went to go get it. 
It was really a pleasure. Go Big Blue, big one next week. The Baltimore Ravens almost beat the Cincinnati Bengals, in my opinion. A crazy, stunning 98-yard fumble recovery TD. I really thought the Ravens played well. Limited Joe a little bit. Run game was really limited. The Ravens D kept Jamar Chase under 100 yards receiving. A lot to be said there. Baltimore, big swing in momentum. They were going to go up seven to being down seven in one football play. Man, in the postseason, things can change quickly, and they sure did Sunday night. I really feel that the Baltimore Ravens, of course, Lamar Jackson was out, and he wants to be good for the rest of his career and stay healthy. So sitting this game was probably a good idea, but Michael Vick had a point. Put a brace on it. Go out there and play. Put it on the line for your team. We always say that injury and longevity, and RG3 had something to say about it because he tried playing on it, and it only made things worse. Lamar's doing the right thing for his career, but man, I wouldn't be able to be on that sideline on Sunday being the starting quarterback, and I'm out. Uh, Tyler Huntley, he did his best, but he's really not a thrower. He's really not a quarterback in this league, and he was able to keep it close. With Lamar, the Baltimore Ravens win this one. Okay, guys, to wrap it up on Super Wild Card Weekend, I don't like talking about this because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go home. Uh, Dak Prescott really shined in this one. You know, for Dak to throw four TDs and run for one, accountable for five, absolutely big time. The Bucs were never really in this ball game. All the way from when Dalton Schultz found the end zone in the first quarter and Tom Brady throwing a red zone pick, something he hasn't even done in his entire time with Tampa Bay. These three years, last time he threw a red zone pick, he was with New England in 2019. So Tom made some mistakes. He doesn't get much time in the pocket. It was good to see them go out with Tommy, meaning they had him throw it 66 times. I know, you know, the run game for Tampa has not been good all year. And they were limited again tonight against a Great Dallas Cowboy front seven. Uh, It's hard for anyone to run on that defense. And Jerry Jones partying from the booth. Michael Irvin was up there. The Dallas Cowboys are very, very confident going into next week. They felt this game was easy for them. And uh, Tom Brady, if you ask me, guys, this was his last game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He delivered a championship here. I think you'll see him in another uniform next year. I personally do not think Tommy retires and hangs it up. He is not going out like this in a blowout playoff loss. He will be the quarterback for either the Miami Dolphins, the Las Vegas Raiders, or the San Francisco 49ers next year. You heard it here first with J.D. on Sports In-Depth. Tom Brady did his job here in Tampa. Got them a ring. Now it's time to get a ring with another franchise to truly Show everyone he's the GOAT. I know he's already showed everybody thus far, but man, that would solidify it. Taking another team to the promised land, man, that'd be great for sports, guys. It truly would be. Um, So that's Wild Card Weekend. Really, really good games. I'm going to give you predictions for the divisional round to wrap up the show here tonight. The Chiefs beat the Jags by three. It's going to be close. Trevor Lawrence is going to fight in this game, but Patrick Mahomes is going to have a game-winning drive in the fourth. Sir Patrick Mahomes will move on to play in the AFC Championship game. The other game Saturday, my New York football giants 
are going to upset the top seed in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. Giants are going to give it to them boys Saturday night. And I think the G-Men win and Daniel Jones has another terrific game. Sunday, Bengals-Bills. We know what happened the last time these two played. The game was not finished due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. The Bills are going to give it to the Bengals on Sunday. Sorry, DG. I know you love Cincy and you're high on Joe Burrow, as am I. But Josh Allen ain't losing this one. The Buffalo Bills advance. The final game of the divisional weekend, Cowboys against the Niners. Shout out David Schmidt. Cowboys will win this game on the road and beat the Niners. Brock Purdy, this is going to be his first loss as the starting quarterback of the 49ers, and I really think he's going to struggle and turn the football over against the Dallas Cowboys. Great front seven. We know what they did to Tampa Bay in Raymond James Stadium. It's going to be a taller task against San Fran, but the Cowboys get it done. And those are four awesome games next week, and I loved talking NFL tonight with y'all. I'm in the studio late. I just had Doritos Flamin' Hots. Man, I'm on fire. Podcast always rolling. NFL playoffs. Man, it's been exciting, and it's going to continue to get better. Tommy's out. Time for someone new to win. A young gun. Patrick Mahomes. Does he win it again? Joe or Josh, do they get there first? Does Daniel Jones take an underrated New York Giant football team to the promised land? Do the Eagles take care of business? Does Dak Prescott really get a playoff run in him? And how about them Cowboys and see what they can do with Dak at the head of the snake? And the 49ers, they know how to win for years upon years. Steve Young, Joe Montana, all the way to now. Eight great teams left. And J.D. is enthusiastic, man. Bye, Tom. Bye, guys. J.D. out.